Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 12 of Think, Feel, Eat. Um, I jumped the gun last week in my excitement. I couldn't help it. I was very, very, very excited to start teaching about the eating protocol. And that was episode number 11. And prior to that, I had done three episodes about cravings and urges, right? And then prior to that, I had done episode 16 and 61 of Weight Loss Lifestyle about um, willpower. And everything's kind of out of order. <laughs> so as I was outlining, and I have, you know, you know me, those of you who know me, you know me, okay, I have things everywhere. And all of these, all of these are just documents for this, this series. So as I was preparing for today, it was like, I really just want to do it all. I really just want, I don't want to just do the eating protocol. I want to, I want to explain what I see as the perfect storm of weight loss. And um, so, yeah, with that. Um, and sometimes I think, you know, I don't wear a size six yet. And, you know, my husband is not uh, down to his goal weight yet. We both are working on our last 20 pounds. Um, we're both maintaining or losing. So, well, actually we're both losing again, which is great. Um, but we lost 220 pounds. And I have to just keep reminding myself of that. You have lost together 220 pounds. You have something to say to people that can change their lives, right? I mean... If somebody had come along to me and they were size 10 and 20 pounds from their goal and they had lost a hundred pounds, like I have lost over the last many years and 50 in the last few couple of years. And they had said to me, I can explain to you the perfect storm of how we, how I did this, how my husband and I have done this. I would be doing backflips for that information. So I'm going all in. All right. So we're going to backpedal just a little bit and I'm going to start teaching um, this series again, kind of, um, although last week was very helpful. I, if I do say so myself, we see the elephant in the room. Uh, last week I talked about the elephant in the room and how so many people come to intermittent fasting thinking that it's only time. And as long as they shorten their eating window and they lengthen their fasting window, they're automatically going to get to goal weight. Right. And how we know that that's not true. We know that doesn't happen. Do people lose? Yes. There is a deficit made. There are amazing things happening with fasting. Oh my word. You know how much I love fasting. 800 and I don't even know, like 46 days or something like that. I, I, I need to look at my app. 460 something days. I never don't fast. <laughs> that's a double negative. That's how important it is to me. I even use bad grammar for it. I never do not fast. Vacations, 14-hour fast. Long weekends away, 16-hour fast. Holidays, 14-hour fast. Every day, 18-hour fast. Sometimes 19, sometimes 20, sometimes 21, sometimes 16, sometimes 17, right? I average 18. But I don't like it when people present intermittent fasting as you, all you have to do is do this because I came into it believing that and it wasn't anybody's fault but my own. I'm not blaming anybody else. I just heard what I wanted to hear, right? So the elephant is the room, in the room is that time isn't all that matters. That was from last week. So it's very, very, very important. And I talked about that last week in episode 11. Why protocol now? I think that's uh, one of the things that I really wanted to hit on last week because I see so many people 
who are just like completely giving up. Like, I can't do anything about this anyway, so I may as well just forget it, right? There's nothing that can be done. Um, I, can't, I can't lose weight, so I may as well forget it, okay? And I talked about that last week too, and how important it is to, to look at it as, if I gain 15 pounds, I should be just as concerned as I would be happy if I lost 15 pounds during this time. And that staying the same is a gift right now, right? Weight management during a crisis, and I talked about this in the um, free webinar, Thoughts About Your Thoughts, weight management in a crisis is huge because we don't feel like our very, uh, very, very beginning initial foundational needs are being met. So we can't muster up the willpower to do the grand error things, right? The grand or things. Okay. So anyway, I talked about that last week. Um, I talked about cravings, talked about willpower, what is an eating protocol. But today I want to introduce the perfect storm of weight loss. And this is what I use with my private clients and my weight loss clients. And even actually like um, some people are seeking out life coaching for like productivity and parenting and things like this. It's, it's like foundational to all, all life. When you consider the perfect storm of weight loss, it's bringing together all of these elements that contribute to weight management bringing them all together for us. And that's the same thing that we need to do with success in any area of our lives. We bring all of the good things together to achieve that success. Nothing is achieved in isolation. Nothing is, nothing happens by itself. It's like this, this whole perfect storm. So I'm going to screen share, pray for me and my technology. I'm going on Facebook Lime and Zoom while I'm screen sharing. <laughs> Woohoo. Okay. So let's go to this one. I want to talk about this perfect storm because I've been talking about and thinking about this perfect storm for a while. And th then whenever I would look up the definition, I would get a little bit, um, a, a little bit discouraged from using that terminology. It was like, it was so, it was, it's violent and it's adverse. And I'm like, do I really want to use that as an, an, an analogy, you know how big I am on word pictures, analogies, imagery, anything to do with language arts, right? Um, and the more I got to thinking about it, the more it was like, yes, it doesn't have to be violent. It doesn't have to be adverse, but it should be productive. It should stop us in our tracks. It should change things for us. And that's what a perfect storm does. So here is the definition of a perfect storm, and here's my definition. So a perfect storm is a particularly violent storm arising from a rare combination of adverse meteorolo meteorological factors. I practice that, meteorological. Oh my word, I should use that for the last week in spelling. We should, we should um, my high schoolers, we should um, syllabicate that. Meteorological. Goal, meteorological. <laughs> I do love words so much. Anyway, adverse meteorological factors. That's, depends on where you put your impostus on the syllables, right? All right, so taking that into consideration and that people use it for adverse things, like, you know, it's just a perfect storm for the stock market to plummet or whatever. You know, they're using it for adverse, negative types of things. 
but let's put it in a more positive light, but still with the exact same, um, uh, the exact same intensity. I think that's what I really want in this definition is something about intensity, that intensity and that predictable combination. All right. So the perfect storm of weight loss is a particularly productive weight management storm. Instead of a particularly violent storm, it's a particularly productive weight management storm arising from a predictable, that's going to be really important as we look at what the big picture of our perfect storm of weight loss is, uh, arising from a predictable combination of positive, positive, physiological, brain, thought, food, emotional, and habitual factors. Okay, we should put a hormonal in there as well. Okay, so yeah, we should put hormonal in there. I think I will, there we go. Hormonal being, you know, that, well, I'm gonna talk about that in just a second. All right, it looks like somebody's trying to, just a second, let me see if I can add them real quick. Looks like somebody's trying to, um, okay. All right. So anyway, sorry. Somebody was somebody just texted me a little bit ago. They wanted to be on, and I and I was trying to add them before I went on, but it didn't happen. All right. So guys, let's do this. Okay. We have productive weight management storm. All right. And then we have um, a predictable combination. In other words, these things all together have a predictable outcome and a predictable outcome, I mean, productive and predictable, but predictable. Like um, my weight loss coach says, you know, you try something for two weeks, if it doesn't work, then you try something else, and then you try something else, and then you try something else. You take massive action. And I would, I don't know where I would be if I hadn't heard her say that, because we all get to the point, especially those of us who are over 40, 45, you know, 50, whatever that might be, where it's like, no, nothing works. That's not true. Something works. Something works. Something will work. We have to get this predictable combination of physiological, brain, thought, hormonal, food, emotional, and habitual factors all together. I'm going to stop sharing for a sec. All right. Stop sharing. Okay. So with that, um, what we think sometimes is the perfect storm of weight loss is a particular diet, right? We think the perfect storm of weight loss is something that we've seen somebody else do with success, okay? Um, and I am back and forth on the whole weight loss versus weight management because I think it's, for, for terminology, you know how important words are to me. Um, and the reason is because I think that if we think about it only in terms of weight loss, that's very, very different. I don't know if you've seen the statistics on weight management, weight maintenance after loss, but it's like 0.002% for 10 years or more or something. It's, it's, it's just, it's like non-existent. And um, it's so, so rare. Like I can think of maybe, I don't even know, two or three people whom I have known who have lost weight like lost a significant amount, like lost within, you know, 10 or 20 pounds of a, of a, of a 
an ideal size for them, my ideal their ideal body size, um, having lost you know maybe 50 pounds or more, and stayed there. It's just so incredibly rare, and so in that way, I don't I never for myself and for Ray Baby I never want us to think in terms of weight loss. I always want us to think in terms of weight management. Like this is what are we going to do for the rest of our lives so that we stay at these healthy weights so that we do not gain so that we don't have knee problems. We don't have hip problems. I mean, we don't have so many health problems and I'm not saying that weight alone controls those things, but anything we can do to stay healthy. We have seven kids. We have 13 kids and kids in love from 21 to 37. They need us. We have, as of today, seven grandkids. They all need us, right? And so I want to do whatever it is that I can do to make that happen. And then whatever's out of my control is out of my control, right? I mean, there's no reason to try to control something we can't control, right? Okay, so what we think about the perfect storm is, well, if I just do what this person did, or if we've lost weight before, like I told you, I lost 100 pounds um, 25 years ago. And so what we think with that is, um, actually, it was more than that. It's probably 28 years ago. What we think with that is that um, what that worked that time. So that's that's what's going to be, that's the perfect storm, okay? Or um, we tend to think that something that is fast might be the perfect storm. Or we tend to think something that is easy for us might be the perfect storm, but we have to remember that it has to result in meeting our goal. It's only a perfect storm if we lose weight. It's only a perfect storm if we manage our weight at, with that. So an interesting thing has come up recently that I was talking to my husband about this, Ray Baby, you know him, he's amazing. And, and we were talking about how, and I don't want this to deter you, but I do want to tell you the story. We were talking about how, um, how different our lives are now. You know, how we, our meals are centered around a protein and a starch and vegetables. Uh, well, he doesn't really have very many starches, but I have a potato every day at least, and um, usually two, and um, beans, and, you know, just like super, super, super healthy foods. And um, then we add treats in, but our lives are not, our focus is not on treats, and I have more treats than he does, because I love treats. And, um, and then about how, you know, <laughs> the really funny thing is that we always thought that if we just lived up in Fort Wayne, especially if we lived near Outback, we'd go to Outback every week. And then we thought that if we just, um, you know, didn't have so many kids at home, we'd go out to eat all the time. We would just eat out constantly. And then we thought, well, you know, sometime if we had extra money, you know, we weren't like trying to save for something or paying off debt or whatever, because getting out of debt was really important to us a few years ago. Then, and, and we did get out of debt. So then we would, um, then we would go out to eat. And we looked at each other, we're like, okay, all of these great takeouts on Facebook all the time during the coronavirus. And we have only just one time in two months ordered a pizza. <laughs> that was it. And, and it's because when you have enough time, you don't have enough money. When you have enough money, you don't have enough 
calories or whatever. It's so funny. So anyway, what we were really looking at each other and we just talking about how different our lives are now and how, how we eat differently, how we plan differently, how we think differently, how we we're just, everything's different. And I said, you know what that really means is that we changed everything to lose 220 pounds and keep it off. He was like, yeah, yeah, we changed everything. And when you think about that, that's, that's a hard sell. Like, you know, for me to tell you, I've got the perfect weight loss solution. It is called the perfect storm of weight management. And you can have it and you can get it and we can all achieve it if we just change everything. That's tough. The good news though is that we didn't change everything immediately. We changed things gradually and it didn't even feel like we were changing things because of the perfect storm. So let me bring up the perfect storm and let's chat about it. Where is it? Here we go. Okay, so I will bring your attention to the bottom of this graphic. This is gonna be floating around in the Weight Loss Lifestyle Facebook group. And it says donnerish.com forward slash perfect storm. And what I am going to do is create a, um, a podcast slash video cast. Cause you know, I make the videos and then they go up as podcasts as well as YouTube videos. And so I'm going to make um, the, this podcast broadcast, I'll just call it broadcast. I'm gonna make this broadcast guide that will take you through the perfect storm of weight loss one episode at a time. So like I'll insert those seven, eight, nines about cravings where they fall in the teaching as I go. So it's gonna be very cool. So it'll all be there at this page. So if you're a subscriber, you'll get information as it gets put up, okay? Um, if you are not a subscriber, go subscribe to DonnaReach.com. All right. And so this is going to be the page that it's at, DonnaReach.com forward slash perfect storm. All right. So I've broken the perfect storm up into three parts. Okay. And the thing about it is that it is all three of these things coming together. What's my definition? A particularly productive weight management storm arising from a doable combination of positive physiological, chemical, hormonal, food, all those things, um, factors. All right, so my goal is to teach in the broadcast as well as to teach um, in uh, with my weight loss clients, private weight loss clients and my course members to teach them this perfect storm one step at a time. And the thing about it is these are the three um, aspects of it and they're not three steps. That's important to note because with steps, let's see if I can make that a little bit bigger. Okay, with steps, you would do number one and then you would do number two and then you would do number three, okay? But that's not true with the perfect storm of weight loss because some of these things will affect each other. And you can't, you, you can make this number one, you could do this number one, this per perfect, the, the eating protocol, 
where you do the three parts, the food, the times, and the amounts. But if you, you know, are not realizing what's happening to like over here with your serotonin or your dopamine or how you can control your dopamine, how you can control your dopamine will control your food plan. How you control your insulin and your ghrelin will control your amounts. How you control your leptin will control your times. So you can see how these are going to be, they're going to affect each other in a huge way. The same thing is true over here with thoughts and emotional management. We can say, well, this is my food plan. This is my eating protocol. This is my food. These are my times. These are my amounts. But unless we have our, you know, our cravings under control, like I taught in seven, eight, and nine, unless we have this decide, uh, uh, decide tomorrow today factor, then our, um, our willpower is going to be lessened and we will not be able to carry out this amazing food plan. So this is what happens when we just join a diet plan or a diet program. We do something like this over here, number one, okay? We do number one eating protocol. So we do the three parts, a food plan, a time plan, and an amount plan. And usually we choose something that is already laid out for us. And that's the first problem, okay? <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you right now that that is the first problem. The first problem is definitely choosing something that's already all laid out for us. We think that that's a good thing because we want somebody to tell us what to do. But I'm going to propose to you in the coming weeks, as I teach you how to create your uh, food plan, I'm going to propose to you in the coming weeks that if you don't love it, you won't do it. And I struggled with this for years. I was sure that because low carb, 100 carbs a day, which is considered low carb because most people eat between two and 400 carbs a day. So I was convinced that because 100 carbs a day healed my prediabetes, and it really, truly did. Um, it was miraculous. You know, food is your medicine. So cool. I was so amazed by that. Um, but I was convinced that because those 100 carbs healed my prediabetes, that I sh that my weight loss protocol, the way to my weight loss was going to be keto. If 100 carbs was great for me in my health, turning my life around in a huge way, then 20 carbs and excessive fat would be the answer to my weight loss. I hated keto. I was miserable on it. I didn't like, I don't like much of anything that's on keto. And I spent two or three years, if you've been on the blog for a while, you know, you might remember when my blog was all just low carb cooking. And I still have the recipes there and I still use some of them. Every, one of them I use every day is my cream cheese whip. I eat it every day because <laughs> it's got protein and it doesn't have any sugar. So, but I was convinced that that was going to do it and I didn't lose and I didn't lose and I didn't lose. And then I started supplementing, started losing some. I started intermittent fasting, lost more, added keto to my intermittent fasting, couldn't stick with it, couldn't stick with it, couldn't stick with it, right? So these three things, number one, eating protocol, number two, hunger and cravings and hormones and chemicals, and number three, thoughts and emotional management, 
these three things are going to affect each other. And it's so cool because guess what? You can make small changes in any of these things. So say you right now, you just cannot add another hour of fasting or you can't, maybe you can't fast, maybe you can only do 12 hours right now, the virus, whatever it might be, the stress. You can do your 12 hours. You can come over here and work on mind management, work on emotional eating. And you can control what you eat or the amount that you eat. Or suppose you are, you have this, you know, food plan, but you have trouble sticking to it because you are trying to do 80-20. You won't do more than any, any more than 20% of processed foods and you want 80% of real foods. I'm going to teach you how to do all that. That you, you only want, you want 80% of real foods and you find yourself constantly having 50% of, um, oh, those are supposed to be, sorry about that. Those are supposed to be like muted or something during this. Um, and you realize you can't do the 80-20. So you come over here and you make a small change that affects your willpower. Or you come over here and you make a small change that affects your uh, dopamine. Or you come over here and you make a small change that by deciding ahead of time that changes your habits. And then your food plan isn't so hard anymore. It, it's, it's phenomenal. I just cannot tell you how much this works. I look at my life now and I'm just, I can't even believe I'm the same person. And I look at how I, how I plan my day and how I plan my food and how food doesn't control me, but I control it. And it's not perfect, but it is a hundred pounds different than it used to be 10 years ago. And it's 50 pounds different than it was a couple of years ago. And it is because of this perfect storm that I'm creating for myself in weight management. It's, it's so cool. I, I cannot wait to tell you every single little thing. All right, so we're back to more pictures. I wanna talk about the um, planning and measuring, okay? Because we have a tendency in two camps or three or maybe four, <laughs> We have a tendency in the intermittent fasting camp that we shouldn't have to measure anything. That intermittent fasting alone is going to make me magically lose weight. Intermittent fasting is going to keep your insulin low during the fast so you won't, have, you won't be hungry as much. And you probably won't even get hungry at all until 16 to 18 hours. It is going to keep, your, you're going to train your hunger that's with ghrelin. You're going to train it. It's, you're taming the ghrelin, growling, growling gremlin. Let me talk about that before. So that you're telling your body, this is what time you're going to want to eat. I'm going to teach you how to do this. I'm going to train you in how to do this. It's so cool. You should sign up for the May course. I teach it extensively in there. It's amazing. We're going to keep our insulin low, which raises our leptin, either our leptin levels or our leptin signals or our ability to hear leptin so that we are full sooner. Fasting is going to probably reduce your cravings because you, if you listen to episode 1661, you are combined, you are constraining your eating to four, six or eight hours. 
So all of that willpower that you used to use all day long to say no to the croissants and the, and the donuts and the um, cookies at the, in the lunchroom and all this kind of stuff, all of that willpower is saved for this time. Oh my Lord, it's absolutely amazing because you don't need willpower once you train your ghrelin. Fasting is going to do a lot for you. But, fat, but only eating four hours a day and eating whatever you want and, and, uh, and assuming that ghrelin and leptin are going to solve all of your eating issues, that you're not going to do anything else to solve them will not take you to goal. Generally speaking, everybody who got to goal with intermittent fasting coupled it with an eating plan. I'm saying let's couple it with the perfect storm. So that's one camp that doesn't sometimes maybe doesn't believe or doesn't teach as much or um, maybe a lot of the people who are not having you know great success with it are not doing anything else to their food. And then we have the camps of, well, if you follow my diet, whether it's keto, low fat, very low fat, vegan, vegetarianism, um, Whole30, which usually you do lose from that. When you, when you get to something like Whole30 and you cut out so many food groups and so many food types and so many of your options and you have nothing spiking your dopamine, you're gonna lose weight, right? Um, but these other camps, real foods, nutritarian, um, uh, vegan, vegetarianism, none of them, they're all great. Guess what? You're gonna lose weight doing almost anything. Isn't that cool? Think about that. And it's time for people, at least in my intermittent fasting group, to stop putting down everybody else's diets. Because let's face it, every single diet works when it's carried out. The problem is it can't be your long-term solution because you haven't solved all of these other issues. So you have emotional eating that's not solved. You have huge dopamine spikes that are not solved. You have willpower that maybe you could make it for a contest or maybe you could make it long enough to win the prize or maybe you could make it long enough to get to goal, but then it can't carry you on. You have serotonin issues where your, your mood uh, chemicals are low you have um, habit problems. I mean, all of these things. And so when we say that if you follow this, you don't have to measure anything, that's not true, right? So this is my mantra, that we propel what we plan. That is, we move it forward. And we don't just move it forward because, okay, I already mentioned this, I'm a word person. We it bursts forward. It just takes off. We propel what we plan. Now I'm a big planner of everything, but I don't like extensive food planning. So I'm planning everything. If you could see, well, you can see it. See, well, you can't because I'm on screen share, but you can see my table. It's a mess. I love my messy table. I have documents everywhere. I'm teaching the children, all the children that I can teach. And I'm teaching adults and I'm just hashtag I read I teach okay I my my one of my way of food planning is like five minutes a day <laughs> okay it is not as extensive now you can do more extensive and I'm going to teach you some more extensive things because guess what some people love extensive 
so do extensive. Some people love minimal, so do minimal. That is the perfect storm of weight loss. The perfect storm of weight loss is doing the number one, the food, the time, and the amounts that work for you, bringing in number two, balancing the chemicals and the hormones and things, bringing in number three, where we stop emotional eating, where we control our thoughts, where we, where we control cravings, where we say, I can sit with this food urge and not give into it because I can feel whatever I have to feel and it's when I'm not giving into it. So cool. Have I mentioned how cool it is? So we propel what we plan and we move what we measure. And I didn't want to do this. And I, and I look back on the last year when I've just dabbled in my last 20 pounds of weight loss. I'd lose five, gain two or three back, lose five, gain two or three back. You know how that goes, right? It gets really, um, and you've heard me say this, you need a lot of specificity, a lot of automaticity, all of my words that I love. You need it all when you're losing the last 20 pounds. So we need to measure it. That doesn't mean you have to measure food. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. We'll talk about that because you've got to do what you will do, right? And doing a program for the sake of doing something when we hate it is not going to work either. So we propel what we plan and we move what we measure. All right. And let me get another one up here. So let's go back to last week's topic. Okay, now that we know what the perfect storm is, we're, we are going to start with the eating protocol. Okay, and I talked about it last week. I introduced it last week a little bit. Um, and I'm just going to reintroduce it today. And then next week, we're going to dig in. Let me see if that's next week. Yes, that's next week. Okay. All right. I, keep, I have lesson plans here for my students, and I have my lesson plans for this. And I got to make sure that I don't start teaching you guys how to punctuate sentences with conjunctive adverbs and teach second graders how to stop overeating <laughs> all at the same time. I do love teaching. All right, guys. So we are going to embark on this perfect storm, this particularly productive weight management storm arising from a doable combination of positive, physiological, chemical, hormonal, food, emotional, thought, habitual, processes and factors. I can help you do this, guys. I can help you learn this. I really, I really can. I know I can help you learn that because it's changed so many things for me. And so um, I'm going to teach you incrementally and I'm going to help you create your eating protocol that works for you. And if you love one of those diets I just mentioned, power to you. Guess what? The potato diet, the Twinkie diet, and the um, convenience store diet all work. 500 calories a day on those injections, those work, that works. 600 calories a day on a very low calorie diet works. Keto works, right? What I do right now, I'm on doing macros, it works. Everything works, as long as it works for you. All right, so we are going to design this eating protocol. And 
um, we will decide overall when we will eat, what we will eat, and the amount. All right, before I leave, and uh, I leave you with this perfect storm introduction, I want to remind you that this is, what is it, April 23rd, so we have four more webinar, free webinar slots still um, showing yet in April, okay? So that will be, um, I know tonight, Thursday night at eight o'clock Eastern time. And then Sunday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week, I believe it is. And so um, you go to intermittentfastingwebinar.com, intermittentfastingwebinar.com. You can also see it at the top of donreach.com to sign up for it. It's free, it's one hour. It'll get you a head start on this when right here, deciding overall when you will eat each day. And you'll be ready next week as I break down the what and the amounts. And um, I want to give you a lot of concrete help like this one would be good for you if you like this. This one would be good for you if you like this, okay? Keeping in mind that research shows over and over and over again that the, one of the healthiest things, if not the healthiest thing we can do for ourselves, for our bodies, is to eat as a people 30% less than we eat now and weigh 30% less than we weigh now. Do you hear that? Eat 30% less than we eat now and weigh 30% than we weigh now. That like if everybody in the United States did that or if everybody in the world did that, we would have an amazing health revival. And so the question is in creating your eating protocol, which will be episode number 13, Think, feel, eat. Creating your eating protocol, the question is, how do you want to create your deficit? That's really, and nobody wants to talk about that because nobody wants to admit that we eat too much. They want to say, no, 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 it's just the type of food. But if we eat, if, we, if our bodies need 1,500 calories to be a 140 pounds and we're a size six, and we eat 2,000 calories, it doesn't matter what that food is, we're not going to weigh that. We ate more than our bodies need, right? And I really get sad when I see people promoting, well, if you just did this, if you just upped your fat, if I, I oh my word, if I had a dollar for every time I've seen that and cringed, I would be a wealthy woman. Stop telling everybody that you can lose weight if you just increase your fat. You can't lose weight if you just increase your fat. If you increase anything, you have to decrease something else. We need a deficit. We need to eat healthy foods that make us feel great, that do not contribute to cravings, that do not cause unusual dopamine spikes, that keep our willpower not being so um, needed, that, do not, that doesn't need as much willpower, that we love, that we like the food, that we're not starving on, that we can do forever, that we get enjoyment from, that fits into our lifestyle. We need to do all of that. And simply telling somebody to do one thing like eat more fat or eat less red meat is not going to cause a weight loss, right? 
but we know what will the perfect storm i sound like a late night infomercial uh join me next week i'm excited to teach you more thanks a lot